0: is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC-TV show, The Walking Dead. Hello there, Internet. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead podcast number 388, recorded on Monday, the 13th of August, 2018. Oh no, Monday the 13th. Oh my gosh! It's the unlucky Monday the thirteenth. Uh, yeah. Well, it's summer seems to be winding down. Here we are, mid August already, and it's just. It, I think it flew by.
1: Uh, well. Yeah.
0: It always does. I guess it never. It never, never
1: not not flows by,
0: <laughs> or something like that. Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's we're back, and uh, fear is back as well, which I'm excited to to have back on the airwaves, so we can talk about it. And Jason, this is the second half of season four of Fear the Walking Dead. And I think now this is where the new showrunner's impact will really be felt. You think so? Well, I think we'll get into that a little bit, but for better or worse, you know, they had the first half of season four to kind of wrap up what was going on with all the existing characters and boy, did they ever. And now, now I think they're at the point where they can take this show in their own direction and it can really, really completely become their own, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. They wrapped the shit out of the last first half of the season.
0: They sure did. I mean, there's very few original characters left and, you know, we have Morgan who's come over from the other show. So for now, yeah, well, for now, I guess. Um, But, but I just think this is the point, you know, they need a little time to wind down what was happening. And now ramp up into what they really want to do, the show they really want to make. So I feel like we're going to have a different show now going forward. And I think this episode actually was, I could feel it in this one. And this was the first step there. I think so too. Towards that. All right. Well, I mean, uh, no, let's not screw around. Let's dive right in. This is season four, episode nine of Fear the Walking Dead.
1: People like us.
0: Thank you to Sophie, who lives in my house, for reading the oh, title. Oh, that's nice. All the way from your house. <laughs> All the way from, like, right here, yeah. Uh, did she watch it with you, or did you just ask her to say the title? No, I asked her to say the title, and, and she wanted to, so that was it. Nice. She does not watch it, although I've told her I would be fine with her watching Walking Dead if she wanted to. You yeah, know?
1: but she doesn't want to, right?
0: Well, she doesn't want to, and her mom kind of doesn't want her to either. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Well, she's only eleven, so she's a little young. But I know she can handle it. But then there's the possibility of nightmares being caused. And you know, when a when a kid in your house has a nightmare, it generally affects everybody in the house. So does she know what a zombie is? Yes, of course.
1: It's almost a problem if she knows what a zombie is and she knows that it's not real.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see the problem. Okay, well, maybe there's no problem, but for now, she hasn't watched it, but I've told her soon, uh, we can sit down together and start watching Walking Dead. Anyways. You know what what memory occurs to me every once in a while and it's really fucked up? What's that? Uh,
1: When (laughs) the first Walking Dead episode I watched after Jasper was born, I watched with Jasper while he was sleeping, and it was the episode where Negan beat the shit out of Glenn and Abraham.
0: Well, there you go. (laughs) I watched that episode holding my newborn son that's that's a nice memory um luckily then your newborn son will never have any recollection of that even if he was awake
1: absolutely
0: yeah so yeah,
1: yeah that that's that messes me up every now and again when he's just falling asleep and i'm like oh yeah i remember when he was sleeping in my arms and glenn got his head bashed in
0: <laughs> yeah well i'm sure when my kids were little there was some uh baby holding while watching walking dead as well uh izzy was born just before the show um Came on, or maybe just before we started the podcast. Yeah, just before we started the podcast. That's right. So yeah. she was around. Yeah. Uh, anyways, season four, episode nine. People like us. Uh, this is the mid-season premiere of season four, and like I was saying, I I got a different kind of vibe from this show than I've had in this episode. I mean, than I've had in a little while. Um, but for the most part, I liked it. I would have to say. However, there was some stuff in this episode that really drove me crazy. Was it the zombies?
1: Did they drive you crazy?
0: Uh, in a way, it was the zombies. It was it was a little bit how they were used. On one hand, I thought the zombies were somewhat background in this. They weren't a big thing. You saw we saw lots of them. But it was, they they were just sort of there, and it was no big deal for our characters who came into contact with them just to kill them. And that's fine. It was mowing the lawn, essentially, is what it was. It's like, it's there. You got to
1: do it, but it's annoying sometimes. Sometimes it's okay, and sometimes it's annoying. But it's like, oh, shit, now I got to mow the lawn again. Excuse me. And you step away, and you got to mow the lawn, and then you come back, and you're like, all right, now I'm ready to continue continue with my life yeah and
0: and that's a little bit what like what the zombies were in this episode but um i'll get into the one of the problems i had with one of the zombies and with some of the zombies anyways but just overall uh i the stuff i liked about this episode i really liked the stuff i didn't like uh i thought was done pretty poorly so um but overall i thought it was it was kind of a Small ish episode, if you know what I mean. Like, there wasn't any big, grand, greater plot. Um, it was, there was some talk of a greater plot with Morgan wanting to leave and go back to Virginia and try to take everybody with him. And of course, there was the threat of the storm. But in a way, it was just sort of an episode of our new characters post in the post Madison era going about their lives and, um, just trying to sort of be where they are and do what they're going to do. And I kind of like that. I thought that was a, a good thing. Did you have the same feeling? I really liked this episode,
1: actually. It was very, it was introspective. And I agree with you that it was uh, basically diametrically opposed to the last, uh, you know, the first half of the season. Uh, and, you know, it is, they've gone through some big changes in the last little while, and they're all kind of reeling from that. You know, <laughs> what's, what's life- what does it all mean now? It's all completely useless. What's the point? I'm just going to drink myself to death. I'm just going to listen to music until I rot away. Yeah. Uh, You know, they're all having their own personal uh, existential crisis. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I like that. Uh, And yes, I agree with you that the zombies were, you know, a chore. (laughs) Nothing, nothing more really in this episode. They were just mainly a chore. Uh, But overall, I really like this episode. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about the zombies and some of the stuff that you didn't like okay because uh, I, I thought this episode I, I enjoyed watching it
0: yeah and, and i liked it I, this is one of the rare occasions where i liked it more the first time i watched it than the second time it's often the other way around for me right where i, I like it more the second time because i feel like i i get more out of it or i pick up on some of the little things that you kind of gloss over the first time maybe But it's the opposite this time. And the second time I watched it, I started to find some problems in here. But um, I do think the stuff that worked uh, partly worked um, better because of the hiatus. I don't think that if this episode had aired one week, seven days after episode eight, it would have worked as well. I think everyone would have been going, you know, what the F? Like, this is what we're getting immediately following the, the, the big Madison death. I mean, where's the fallout from that? You know, you, you need the separation from that to this. And I think even in the episode, we are supposed to believe a little bit of time has passed. Not too much. A few much. weeks
1: anyway. I mean, uh, John Dory's healed up and let Morgan's leg is healed up. It's been, it's been a few weeks. They've moved into a mansion. They didn't right. move, move into a mall. I would <laughs> pre- prefer to move into a mall myself, but, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I'm not looking for anything with
0: a wine cellar. <laughs> no, that's right. not important to you, right?
1: Yeah. I'm more looking for an electronics store and a gaming store and a store that sells carpets and a store that sells beds.
0: Yeah, that's all you need, carpet, carpets yeah. and beds. And a food court. <laughs> well, there you go, too. Uh, but you're right. I think it's been a few weeks, as you said. Um, Morgan's leg injury is still sort of a thing. Uh, John Dory is pretty well healed. He's not completely heal- healed, so... You know, a few weeks, a month, maybe five, six at the most. Um, uh, So so here we are. But uh, but if it had aired, you know, immediately following episode eight, I think everyone would have been like, whoa, this is jarring. It's too weird, right?
1: Yeah, but the, the writers know what they're doing. They know that there's a break, and it's like, well, if there's a five- or six-week break, mm-hmm.
0: why the hell don't we have
1: a five- or six-week break? Everybody takes a deep breath, and we move in a new direction. We set a new tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sort of like a bottle episode, except that it had all the characters because they they really pared down the number of characters. We don't even have a bad guy anymore.
0: No, the, I mean the, the bad guy, in this is the weather, if anything, for now. It usually
1: is <laughs> one way or the other. <laughs> That's right. In my life, anyway, I don't have any. I don't have any bad
0: guys. No villains. Just the weather. No,
1: no villains. No arch nemesis. No nothing like that. Just, uh, just the weather and my own crapulence.
0: You're your own worst enemy, my friend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just
1: me. I'm the villain.
0: 100%. Well, um, so let's, let's run over where everybody is after this time. We have Morgan, who's kind of got himself set up in the bed of a truck that's covered. He seems to be living on his own, although he's only just outside where June, John, Dory, and Charlie are living. Now, they've set themselves up in basically a school bus on a bridge and used a fence on one side to block one side of the bridge and some cars, it looks like, on the other side to block that side of the bridge. What do you think about their setup? I really like it.
1: I've I've been thinking lately that I wouldn't mind buying a bus and converting it into a, a motorhome
0: of some kind and moving in full time. But do you think living on a bridge like that is a good idea? I mean, it doesn't really give you many avenues of escape if you need to suddenly run away.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't also doesn't give you uh, a lot of avenues for zombies to show up. hmm Very true. Very few zombies can climb a bridge out of the water.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I guess if they come from one direction, you can go the other way. It's just if they come from both sides of the bridge at the same time, you pretty much have to jump off the bridge.
1: Yeah, but, you know, where's the harm in that? I guess and, so. Well, other than, you know, a few smattering of zombies down there. But, uh, yeah, you jump off the bridge, you're in the water, you know— Water never hurt anybody.
0: Well, unless it was only two inches of water, but... It really has hurt a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) What I was thinking is what you do is you get a couple of rope ladders and you roll them up and have them ready to go. So you can hit the rope and they unroll down the bridge and then you can climb down into the water so you don't have to jump.
1: That's a great idea for anybody that has a multi-story house that they live in have rope ladders ready to go out the windows just, just in have case rope ladders ready to go you can make them out of rope like you don't need to have the pole wooden poles and stuff there's actually knots you can tie you can make a rope ladder out of a single piece of rope Hmm. Yeah. really long single piece of rope yeah But a piece of rope if you know what can you're do doing it? which i do not
0: <laughs> i'll look it up
1: on the youtubes
0: sure youtube will teach you how to do it youtube teaches me how to do magic tricks and uh tie rope ladders It teaches me a lot of things that I barely use. And how to lay patio stones. Everything I need to know I learned from YouTube.
1: (laughs) Nice. Yeah.
0: God love YouTube. Absolutely. So they're set up there on the bridge, and we've got Strand, Luciana, and sort of Alicia living in this giant mansion that they've come across. Yeah. Uh, The mansion seems like a pretty good place to live, I guess. I mean, if you have some fences around it and so on. Uh there does appear to be at least a stock of wine. It didn't seem they didn't really get into what other food was there, but Strand was drunk the entire time. Well, it's got calories. He's fine. I suppose it's got some calories, um <laughs> but I think you probably need something else to supplement it, but he seems to be doing okay for now. <laughs> cheese? Is that what Cheese? You know, maybe cheese, cheese crackers. Cheese and crackers? Yeah. Caviar? There's a stockpile of caviar. Well, maybe, maybe sounds like the life for Strand. Um, But that's where everybody is. They're not living together. They're kind of doing their own thing. It seems like maybe Morgan is the only one keeping track of of everybody, because as we know, uh, Strand and Luciana are not really that friendly with Charlie anyways, and Charlie is living with June and John Dory, so they don't seem to be interacting much. Alicia's off doing her own thing, which I'd like to talk about. Um, But Morgan, Morgan is the sort of thread keeping them all together for now. Yeah. And Morgan wants to leave. Did you see this coming? That all of a sudden Morgan would be like, you know what? I want to go back to Virginia and see my friends again and maybe I'll bring everybody with me.
1: He's got uh, kind of a wanderlust, so I'm not surprised. As soon as he he always wants to be somewhere else, right? Mm -hmm. So he gets someplace and he's like... Yeah, I think I want to go to Colorado, see the mountains. <laughs> that would be nice. Be really it would nice. be nice. I would love to go to Colorado. Yeah. I've never been to Colorado. I've always wanted to go to Colorado. And I would if I was alive in the zombie apocalypse and I was capable of walking that far,
0: which
1: I don't believe I am.
0: Which you, or and you wouldn't be alive in the zombie apocalypse as we've discussed.
1: That's right. Maybe <laughs> by the time I got there, I'd be in a uh, condition to walk there.
0: You know what I mean? Right. It's a, it's a little bit of a chicken before the egg uh no. Um uh cart before, cart the, horse before the horse Yeah. <laughs> it's a chicken and egg problem, sort of, but a cart before the horse problem. It's the, sure. it's the cart before the chicken, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh so Morgan wants to go back. I never really considered the idea that he would transition to Fear the Walking Dead and then a bunch of stuff would happen and all of a sudden. There'd actually be a plot in the show with him going. You know, I want to go back. I'm going to transition back to fear to uh, Walking Dead proper and and just do my thing over there again. I never really thought that would come up, but it seems like that's where they're going now. Clearly, now,
1: the... do you have that any information outside of the plot of the show? I do not. No. Okay. So I don't think he's going back. Well, clearly, like, the if storm... you want to make God laugh, make a plan. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So, yeah, as soon as he said, oh, I want to go back and I want you to drive me, I'm like, <laughs> you
0: know, something's going to happen to stop that from happening. And right now it's a giant storm because he his whole plan was I'm leaving in the morning. So you guys have like, what, 12 hours, maybe 18 hours to decide if you're coming back with me. Um, but now this giant storm has rolled in. So you can't travel in a storm like that, as we've learned. And so that's the first thing that's that's gone wrong but i imagine other things are going to keep popping up that keep him here and keep him with this group of characters at least for the rest of the season right well for at least for the rest of the season you think he'll actually transition back to the big show no i honestly don't but part of me hopes he does <laughs> i think it would be unprecedented for a character to go one show show a to show b and then back to show a at some point and What I liked about Morgan in this episode, though, was how well put together he was, which is, to be fair, a little bit of a stretch considering what we've seen from him for a long time now. And even on the first half of um, season four of this show, although he was slowly coming around, he felt like a new man in this episode to me.
1: Yeah. Do you say that because he was getting organized in his uh, sepia-toned survival kit?
0: Well, just, just getting organized and just how level-headed he was and the way he was able to express, like, what he learned from from Rick and how he said he wants to go back and tell Rick he was right and stuff like that. In fact, that whole sequence there of him, I think he was explaining that to Alicia, I I, I started to get worried. Like, he's so... He's so on the level now, and he has a goal, and he has a purpose, and he's going to go back, and he's going to tell Rick, I, you were right, you know, I belong here, I can be of help to this group. It made me feel like he's probably not going to make it, right? I think
1: it, this is his death
0: nail. I think so. I, I have, a, I'm, I'm worried that Morgan, with such a purpose like this, is bound to, um, well... I mean, fail kind of right. It's like you give it's like the it's like the cop who's like, oh, I'm one day away from retirement. I'm just going to go do this one more mission and and save the child. You know, that's never going to go well.
1: You know, that police officers retire every day, like by the thousands. Sure. And none of them get shot the day before or blow up or, you know, sit on a toilet bomb. Right. Riggs did not not in in movies and TV, though. No, that's because those are written by writers. But then the show, you know, granted, is written by writers. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay,
0: so we have that uh, to look forward to. But that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried. It's like you give this guy a purpose and you have the character state that purpose in no uncertain terms. I'm like, oh, man, poor Morgan. Why would you have to do that to yourself? You're you're never going to achieve that goal now. Or or here's the other thing. He will make it back to Virginia and Alexandria, but he'll arrive right after Rick Grimes dies. And that oh, will yeah. that will be also um, monumentally tragic, in my opinion.
1: Right bef- right after die, he dies, so you won't get to tell him he's right.
0: Did I say before? I meant right after. Yeah.
1: No, you did say after. I was thinking before but then I I finally caught up to you.
0: Right. Rick Grimes will die and Morgan will like walk up and be like, "What the hell just happened here, you guys? Hey, I'm here to see Rick." Oh. Wah, wah. So, otherwise, Jason, you know, this this episode was was all about the characters. You know, we 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 just talked about Morgan and uh and stuff like that. Let's talk about um the the, the beginning. So, I I really enjoyed kind of just watching the characters converse a little bit for a while Mm -hmm. yep and one of the first conversations was morgan talking to john dory about them coming with him on his trip back east and then he goes and he does the same thing with strand and i was struck by the contrast between john dory and strand right right john dory is so reasonable so smart so simple but not in a bad way and you know, from a TV world perspective, so well written. I just thought Oh yeah. He they get, they're giving this guy some of the best writing that this show has had. It just feels so natural, and that's part of the performance by uh Garrett Del Hunt, I think. But you know, he is he is really he's delivering really good lines really well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and there is a huge contrast. There is a huge contrast of Uh, John Dory being open and uh, you know very genuine and earnest, and Strand is like, "Fuck you! I'm just going to drink myself to death." You know what's the what's out there? There's nothing out there. The only thing out there that we're going to find is people like us. What the fuck do I want to meet people like us for?
0: Yeah, I already know us, and I don't like us. Yeah, right. Well, and then Strand, you know, he's just getting—he's becoming a cartoon, which you know, he, when we first were introduced to him way back in season one, he was, he was weird for sure, but he was mysterious and we didn't know everything about him. And then we started to learn things about Strand and he had a backstory and he had a goal, but all of that is gone now. And I feel like the Strand we're left with is just the like quirky character traits and nothing else. And, I th- I saw that contrast between John Dory and the way he was interacting with Morgan, who seems like a deep guy who's thoughtful, and then Strand, like you said, who's just drinking himself to death and everything he says is more and more Strandified, right? It reminds me, of course, a little bit of Eugene and the way I started to feel about everything Eugene used to say being all wacky Eugenified, and it started yeah. to get on my nerves a little bit. And And I don't know what it is with these shows it seems like they really need to have characters that are like this and we had eugene we had negan to a certain degree you know being sort of a one note really cartoony cartoonish character we had um uh what's his face who showed up with eugene oh my god come on Um, uh abraham abraham yeah uh he i think that character got better as the show went on, it didn't sort of get worse. Whereas Strand started better, and he, they're kind of tearing him down into being just nothing more than a wacky Strand cartoon. So, I really- that could be
1: the drink too. That could be an honest portrayal of uh, somebody who's been drinking a hell of a lot because they get distilled down to you know very specific parts of their personality. Yeah,
0: you're. you're- your true personality comes out when you're... Oh, I wouldn't
1: know. True, per, your alcoholic personality. I don't know if that's your true personality or not, but it is definitely a, uh, a sub-personality of your sober personality.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I guess that could be a thing. Um, I don't know, but I, I hope then, if that's the case, that this isn't sort of the the ultimate strand that we're going to see. Victor Strand needs to you know he's a cool character or he, at least he was and they he can come back to that i think but i don't like seeing him like this and i don't really you know blame blame the booze but maybe that's that's something we can say for now i just feel like the show doesn't know what to do with him so they're trying to make him this kind of useless cartoony character that's that i don't find entertaining to watch right we need to give him a little more depth again they need to bring back the depth so exactly it was there it was there, but it's been abandoned lately and I don't like that
1: what we need for him is a love interest do you think that's There's a reason to a reason to come back to the world that's what uh you know Morgan's been uh you know touting in this episode is you know it's important to have a reason to to come back mm-hmm. uh, uh, so that's what he needs is a reason to come back and he's been kind of lost ever since his uh his boyfriend died mm-hmm. and then uh, and then yeah, he's been a little lost. I think he needs somebody to to bring him back.
0: Well, 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 you're right, and that is kind of what Morgan's been saying. But also, look at John Dory. The guy yeah. has a love interest, and he's the most interesting character on the show right now.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll get into June in a second, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, absolutely. He's uh, and you know that was his reason. Well, he's actually he's had two. Right, he had Laura mm-hmm. who showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, turned out to be June. But he had Laura that showed up and kind of saved him that first time. And then Morgan showed up and saved him the second time. All of a sudden, he had the best buddy in the whole world yeah, that he could right. hang around with. Because, you know, he hadn't talked to anybody in a long time. Exactly. Morgan showed up. So Morgan showed up and kind of saved him again. So he's got a love interest. He's got a buddy. he's uh, He's got a surrogate daughter that he can uh, worry about now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's living in a bus. He's got everything. He's got Scrabble now. He even made a Scrabble game. So... uh He's, uh, he's living the dream, my friend. It's,
0: it's, it's actually true. Like he went from being alone and just doing his thing to essentially having this little family. Right. And that's what makes John Dory interesting right now. He's, he's a great character even by himself, but the way he, he interacts with these, with these other people, I think just enhances it totally.
1: Do you remember the scores on all of the Scrabble tiles? Like how much each
0: letter is worth? The Q and the S and the A and... Well... No, but I'll bet you if I thought about it, I could come up with a list pretty close. What Could you could you map out the board? Double word score, triple letter score? No, but you know what? I don't think it's that important. I think you just have to know the concept. You make up your own board and scores. I would make up a Monopoly board, but I don't like Scrabble. I would do the same thing Charlie did. If someone forced me to play Scrabble and they turned, they're, turned around for a second, I'd fucking bolt. Are you telling me you like Monopoly more than Scrabble?
1: Oh yeah, I don't
0: understand that. Scrabble's no. A classic. Monopoly is
1: good because you you don't have to play by the rules. They finally caught up and came up with the cheaters edition. I don't know what the rules are for the cheaters edition, but I never played Monopoly by the you know the letter of the law there either. Well, fair, fair enough. And making but- side deals and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, it's a lot of fun by not strictly playing by the rules. Yeah, you but make deals on the side. You make a little bit of coin here and there. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'll let you stay on my property for free. You just give me every time somebody lands on this these three properties, you give me 20% of what they, uh, what you take.
0: Yeah. Fair fair enough, but there is nothing or there are a few things more satisfying in life than laying down the word xylophone across a triple word score like come on, man.
1: Oh, that's that's the problem. Is that uh, <laughs> when you know the most satisfying thing I can say about playing uh, Scrabble is I could lay down the word cat and get a double letter score on the T, which is worth one fucking point, I believe. And uh, yeah, I really suck at Scrabble. I suck at spelling. I suck at Scrabble. I suck. Uh, I suck at everything. word well,
0: related, except for extorting money out of people in Monopoly. It's not
1: extortion. Okay, it's just making deals that aren't necessarily written down in the rules.
0: Fair enough. Well, I think I thought John Dory's Scrabble board was just delightful and. You know, if I am ever stuck in the zombie apocalypse, I want someone like that around. I'll happily go out and, like, find the food and build the shelter, but I need someone for, you know, managing the entertainment. And I think he might be the right guy. The nice thing about that is, though, he can also go out and find the food and build the shelter and do all that important stuff. He's the Yeah,
1: and he can spin the pistols and uh, shoot cards out of the air. I think. You could also do is make a deck of cards if you had to. I think I'm in love with John Dory. Everybody is. Holy he deserves crap. deserves it. He really does. And this is why you need to move into a mall instead of a bus on a bridge. Right. Is that there's a good chance that in the mall, there's a Scrabble game somewhere.
0: Fair enough. You probably don't have to build your own then, yeah. Yeah.
1: Go to the nearest bookstore, Barnes & Noble, but, what have you. I bet you there's a Scrabble game in there somewhere.
0: But damn, what a clever guy. You know, yeah. You don't have it. Cut up a cereal box and make it. I think he's a genius.
1: I'd make a deck of cards because I could probably remember all of the cards.
0: Yes. Easy to remember the cards. No problem. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so Al and June, Um, you mentioned June a second ago. What is it you wanted to talk about regarding June? I thought her little road trip with Al was um, not it didn't seem like the most important thing to be doing at that moment. Uh, But I did appreciate the conversation they had while they were um just before they got stuck in the rain um about June talking about how John doesn't really know who she is and she's worried that he wouldn't like um June because he fell in love with Laura
1: right but uh, yeah that that's what that's exactly what I wanted to talk about it's she's worried that uh, you know he fell in love with Laura but she's not Laura she's June she lied about Laura she made up Laura but then again don't we all do that in some ways we different people different people with different uh, you know around different other people
0: of course i mean that's part of being human you at your core you have a certain set of values and and things that make you you i think but you you trot out different things for different people or different scenarios right
1: absolutely i think that that uh, is absolutely perfectly natural for someone to uh, to worry about uh, someone not knowing who they truly are because you can never really know somebody, because the best way, the absolute best way we have of communicating who we are is using language, and that is so imprecise and really doesn't reflect actual thoughts.
0: No, I mean, it's very very difficult to express, you know, the essence of what you're trying to say. I think writing things down is better than speaking them out loud, Uh, especially... Well, no, no, especially because you can consider and you can revise the written word right you once you've yeah, said something it's out there have you ever read god knows somebody's we know that. diary <laughs> uh no no why have you would ever I? kept a diary no. Okay. no okay well do me a favor keep a diary no, for not...
1: a week just uh-huh. write down something sit down every night for 10 or 10 minutes or so and just write out what you did that day your thoughts your feelings whatever you would feel like writing out write it out and then Five years from now, come back and read that and tell me that
0: those are actually your thoughts. Or, or they even make sense anymore.
1: Right. It, it doesn't because, you know, writing stuff down, I've kept a, a journal in one way or the other since I was in grade school. Uh, it's been a while. But, uh, you know, generally I have journals that I've written for years and years and re- years. Every once in a while I'll flip through it and I'll read that and go, oh, yeah, I remember doing that. But the thoughts and feelings and stuff, it's like, that was close. It was close. But it's not actually what I remember.
0: And chances are you're a totally different person now, anyways. You have perspective on things and so on. Um, yeah. I I just mean like if you're trying to write down, if you're specifically trying to write a, a book or a story or something like that, you know, you have the opportunity to write a bunch of it, read it, and then revise it to try and get it closer to what you were actually intending. So, I feel like the written word would be a better way to you know, express who you actually are or your actual thoughts and feelings, but speaking doesn't. And nobody seems to write anything down on the show. So June is just worried that, that John Dory has this thing for Laura and she's not Laura.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that it'll be fun. No, I'm sure John Dory's such a nice guy that even if she is slightly, if June is slightly different than Laura, everything's going to be okay.
0: And I really do also think that June and Laura aren't, probably that different at the end of the day, right? Again, you are who you are. And regardless of how much you try to, to hide that, I think probably most of Laura was June anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the big thing she worried about was that, uh, you know, he fell in love with Laura, but, uh, June's the one that was afraid and left. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, uh, you know, if you put yourself into
0: John Dory's mind, Laura left, right? Right. And he still loved her. So yeah. what's your problem? Right, and, and, and I actually think Al's advice was really good. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but she basically equated it to time, and she said, you know what? Yesterday is gone. Today is today, and you are who you are right now. And, you know, he's either going to love you or, or he's not, and we're all pretty sure that he is. Um, so don't worry about it too much yeah right um but you know i but i enjoyed seeing them out on the road together i have one question about their little road trip though um when they encountered that um tree down across the road and they were wondering what to do they found a box of stuff on the side of the road that had one of those like take what you need or leave what you don't kind of signs on it and then it said, I'll see you or I'll meet you later on down the road. What do you think that was all about? I think it was a take a penny, leave a penny kind of box. But I mean, it, it just feels like that has to come up again at some point.
1: You don't, well, It absolutely is going to come up again. Like why well, I put it in there. You, you, know, they don't, you don't put anything in a story that doesn't uh, mean anything. No,
0: I mean, you don't, you don't tease this meet you down the road character and then never do it again. So I don't know. I'm just yeah. curious, curious about that. You don't
1: put a bunch of hanging logs on a crane unless you plan on dropping those fucking logs on somebody,
0: <laughs> right? You just don't that, do it. That is for sure. And I'm telling you, when they walked under those hanging logs on the <laughs> oh, thing, yeah. I'm like, well, they've got to fall on somebody. <laughs> yeah, Chekhov's rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> he really is, yeah. Um, well, speaking of Alicia, um, before I was talking about the the giant contrast between, you know, John Mr. Has-It-All-Together John Dory and Mr has no idea what i'm doing because i'm always drunk strand you got alicia who's a little bit in between the two i think to me on one hand she seems sort of okay like she was coherent and she wasn't hammered she um she could talk to morgan but at the same time she had this uh this this goal this sort of goal that she was unwilling to let go and ocd yeah, exactly. Total OCD on this this thing, and it was nuts. I think it was crazy what she was trying to do. Well, she um, was
1: obsessively trying to help, right? This is what, and Morgan's the uh, the perfect one to help her with this because uh, he knows exactly what this like. That's like, I got to clear, right? Yeah, yeah. I got to, you know, I got to kill all everything. Uh, she's basically going through that, and Morgan's the one to bring her back.
0: That's totally it. Um, but I, I also feel like she's kind of retreated into herself a little bit, so not quite to the degree that Luciana has. I mean, she's just sitting there listening to music, absolutely doing nothing else. I don't know where well, she. I do want to. I would. I do want to come back to that. To Lucy. Lucy,
1: yeah, Luciana listening to music. All right. Well, let's, let's. I mean, that was a hell of a sound system that completely blocked out all the sounds of that fight, uh... even though it was just a little record player with probably a two-inch speaker on it.
0: Well, I think she was connected in through the like the bigger receiver system. I wa- I wonder where they have the power. I guess there's solar panels. I think we saw some solar panels, but I don't know. Seems seems like a It's a house of the future. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Solar
1: panels and wine.
0: And and wine, yeah. Um Well, what did you want to say about it? Just that it was... That was it.
1: Yeah. It was was ridiculous. If she was wearing headphones, maybe. It's happened to me with headphones and the cops breaking down my door. Yeah. It wasn't zombies and stuff, but uh, I had headphones on and I was listening to something pretty loud and I eventually heard the banging.
0: Yes, you did. Uh, She was just sitting there with her back turned to them and Strand comes and and wrestles a zombie down. You know, before we move on from that, I made a note too that I thought his, uh, that scene was ridiculous for other reasons too. The way he grabs the zombie, kind of spins it around, hugs it and then falls down. I I was just like, Strand, I know you're drunk, but like, what the hell are you doing? Like hit it with a baseball bat, stab it with something. Don't like grab it and spin it around and then fall down with it. Like you're just putting yourself in unnecessary danger.
1: Yeah. I'd probably walk around with a weapon at all times if I was in the zombie apocalypse and not dead.
0: Well, 100%. And Alicia is, she carries that piece of the gatling gun or whatever she found at the at the water park yeah gpmg general purpose machine gun okay she carries like it that. doesn't
1: have a specific purpose
0: well i'm pretty sure it does but anyways it's become a melee weapon for her and she always has it and she's smart
1: yeah and it's hardened steel so i think it's a pretty good weapon it's good for bonking it's good for stabbing
0: mm-hmm. it's got holes in it mm-hmm. makes makes it look like cheese <laughs> makes you hungry all the time every time you pull it out. And it yeah. went right through that one zombie's head, which I thought looked pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and... It, well, like
0: everything else does. If right?
1: somewhat unrealistic, it looked yeah. cool. You could bash somebody with a, a potato and it'd
0: probably break their skull. <laughs> it's a really hard potato, man, but hey. I don't know. Yeah. Those skulls are pretty soft. Yeah. Okay, so back to Alicia. She is she's She's noticed these little help me notes that have been pinned to walkers, so she's drawing them out and she's trying to figure out where they're coming from. She realizes that it's a uh, lumber yard or a a mill of some kind nearby that they're coming from because it has the address on it, so her whole thing is to go there and try to help this person who needs help and I didn't like anything about this story except. That except for what it kind of said about Alicia, um, but all the details of it are what are one of the things that really bothered me about this episode. Number one, it just seems nuts that she would follow this trail and just walk in there completely unprepared for what she's going to find and not expect it to be some kind of trap or trick or something like that. You know, she's just going to go and trust that there is somebody there that needs help and that she can help them. It seems
1: stupid. Well, if she's she's obsessing right? She doesn't uh, care if it's a trap. She's like, well, if if it is a trap, I got to find out anyway. Yeah. Uh, She probably is thinking, you know, I I have to go. I
0: I have to go and
1: find out. I just have to go and find out.
0: Yeah. And I guess that's what it was, you know, but, but, and that's kind of why I liked, you know, what it said about her, right? She's, she's trying to help someone because she couldn't help her mother. Right. And I I understand that, you know, she is obsessing about this because she recently lost her mother, whom she couldn't save. So she wants to save somebody else. And and also, you know, Morgan basically says later on in the episode that um, Alicia, you know, is trying to save people because that's what Madison did. And she wants to live up to her mother's memory, sort of. Right. And I, I, I was fine with all that. I liked all of that. It's just the details of this that I didn't really buy into. So I'm kind of of two minds about it for those reasons. Uh, But, you know, at the end of the day, I was kind of like, oh, it's a little bit dumb. And then the guy himself. So she gets there and she's too late. He's dead. He's already a zombie. But I don't understand what this guy was doing or how he was even doing it. We saw you know, we, he was able to pin notes on zombies and then like turn them around and send them on our way. Yet he wasn't able to get away from them. That doesn't seem to make any sense to me. He even had some notes pinned up outside. So he wasn't locked in that room the whole time. Um, You know, yet he couldn't get away. Somehow he ended up locked in that room and then he died. And I just, I can't imagine in my brain how it all went down and it just makes no sense. I thought it was Really stupid. Stupid.
1: I agree with you. It makes absolutely no sense. Like, uh, I was okay with it until we saw the notes pinned outside. I'm like, well, why would he pin the notes outside if it help? And how did she know in there? Like, what is she psychic now? She sees a note and she touches it. She's like, oh, it's in through that door. That's where he must be.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess she assumed he was inside. And then when they found that crowd of zombies around that one door, she's like, oh, he must be in there because that's where they're trying to get into. But that just furthered my sort of like, what the hell feeling because- The zombies are crowding around that door, and so somehow, though, he's been putting notes on them and sending them away. It just—I don't get it. I didn't get it at all. So I didn't like any of that other than the fact that it gave us a little bit of information about Alicia's state of mind. And that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. That's the kind of stuff I want to learn about our characters. Did you
1: you like the the fluid splattering onto the camera lens? We didn't get blood this time, but we did get— what do you call it? Hydraulic fluid. I did and not she, notice. Uh, she, yeah, she uh, she split the hydraulic line so that the lumber would fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, the splatter went onto the camera lens like the blood oh. did.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Hydraulic fluid on the camera. I didn't notice, but I'm okay with it. You know? Okay. It, uh, you're okay with the thought of it. I'm okay with the thought of it, yes. Uh, how, although, so <laughs> what did you think of that scene where where she chops it and the and the logs fall and the zombies. I mean, I I thought it was kind of fun, but you could see it coming a mile away.
1: Oh, yeah. And my first thought was, what are the odds that after such a period of time that those logs would still be up there? Well, you know, seriously. They're getting rained on, they're rotting. You know, they the, they would shift their weight of one side to the other. The chains might rust. Uh, you know, I just I had a hard time. You know, uh, hydraulic fluid isn't perfect. It's going to leak out every once in a while, right? It's going to start leaking out. The, yeah. the hoses are going to uh, deteriorate the couplings, all that kind of stuff. It's uh, There's no way those logs would still be up there.
0: No, I think it would, it's pretty unlikely, but they needed to be up there so that they could drop them on these zombies and have Right. A- they could have rolled them down a hill like they did in uh, the Ewok adventure. Yeah. Of the Battle of. Endor. I- Endor. Endor. Yes. Battle of Endor. Yes. Sure. I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: uh very much like what they're gonna do in the the next season of The Walking Dead.
0: Right. We've already seen that in the trailer. So now both shows have had log related zombie kills. Or yeah. we will when we get to that in the in the main show. So uh, slash Ewok related uh
1: imperial kills.
0: Correct. Okay. It all started with the Ewoks, of course. Um so yeah, anyways, and then and then on the way back, um uh, Alicia and Morgan get split up and they're stuck in the rain. So the whole point of this episode was to get everybody show them in their sort of new safe ish surroundings and going about their lives and then get them all separated into tiny little groups away from their main locations of shelter right in the middle of of this giant rainstorm right so we've got strand and john dory are out alone in a car but still alone half drunk
1: one of them is half 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 of them are drunk
0: right one of them is is drunk and drinking more he was chugging wine in that car we have al and june are stuck in the truck and incidentally i don't believe for a second that that giant frigging truck couldn't drive through the 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 wind and the rain at least very slowly. Uh, there's not a lot of difference
1: between driving in the rain and the wind than sitting still in the wind and the rain, yeah. right? If the, if there's something's going to pick up the truck and toss it like a fucking leaf, it's going to do it while it's driving or while it's sitting there. You could park right. under a tree, but if it's going to pick up that goddamn truck, it's going to pick up that goddamn tree.
0: Exactly. So why don't they just keep driving, albeit slowly and carefully, but keep keep going? At least they'll, they'll get back. I think it was dumb to have them be like, oh, I attached all these weapons to the roof and now we can't drive in the rain? Like, come on.
1: <laughs> Maybe she's, like, it was leaking pretty bad. Maybe she's just worried about, uh, you know, stuff leaking in. You know, maybe she didn't want to sit in the driver's seat because that's where she would get rained on. I don't know.
0: Doesn't doesn't seem uh, like a thing to me. But we have them stuck out there um, with zombies around. We've got my aunt doesn't like driving in the rain. Hey, nobody likes driving in the rain. I've driven across. I've driven in some heavy winds and storms and stuff like that. But you know, it would take a lot for me to like pull over and stop. And it would mostly have to do with visibility, not with wind right? right and and al said one of the thing i can't drive in 100 kilometer or 100 mile an hour winds so it just didn't ring true to me especially for such a big heavy vehicle and you know i'm talking about my little you know compact car it might blow off the road sure but not that maybe
1: i'm just talking about personal preference maybe she just doesn't like driving in the rain maybe uh, okay. she
0: just doesn't like driving in the dark either. well yeah okay I, I some people guess. don't
1: like driving in the dark i like driving in the dark yeah,
0: okay, well, I, I guess. Seems seems crazy. You Sometimes you gotta do what you need to do, though. Anyways, they're stuck alone. Morgan is alone because Alicia left him, so that means Alicia is out alone, trudging her way back. And Luciana follows Charlie out into the storm. So Luciana's sitting there the whole time, listening to music for weeks, doing nothing, until Charlie shows up, and she's so mad at Charlie, she follows her out into the storm. So they're either together or they're not, but the point is they're away and um is that it i think that's everybody
1: yeah so this is where everybody lives now yes and everybody else somewhere
0: else right and right before a massive storm hits we're all gonna leave so literally nobody is safe in their homes <laughs> uh, that's true and and that's basically what this episode was doing it was it do was you find that ridiculous or do you find that plausible i find that ridiculous
1: okay well I'm gonna counter that with uh please do I, I'm in Lexington right now yes you are as as, as you may know uh-huh. I'm in I'm in a hotel in Lexington uh and it's been a couple of months it's been a few months since I've been here uh the last time I was here I decided I wanted to go see a movie now I forget which movie it was I think it was uh uh the Avengers uh infinity War the, infinity war so I wanted to go see that, and that night, the, the night I decided to go was the only time I could uh, I could go. I only the only time I had uh, I had a spare few hours that I could uh, actually go, and that night there was uh, tornado warnings in, uh, in Kentucky, there was news reports of spotted, you know, tornadoes, uh, not spotted tornadoes, but conditions <laughs> for tornadoes. And we were right in the area where the, there was a, a tornado watch. Wasn't quite a warning yet. wasn't, uh, but it was raining and it was windy and, uh, the news was all talking about tornadoes mm-hmm. and I got in my car and I went on the highway and I went to the movie mm-hmm. knowing full well that I was going out into, uh, tornadoes. Okay. Like there was possible tornadoes because I wanted to go see an Avengers movie. Sure. I don't blame you. So uh, I think that uh, you find it ridiculous. I find it plausible because I did exactly what you're saying that they shouldn't do.
0: Well, yeah, but lots of other people in Kentucky stayed at home probably and decided to watch TV and play it safe. Nobody on the show decided to stay home and play it safe. I guess they don't have the luxury of knowing that the storm is coming But... Oh, they didn't have the NBC like I had. Right. Right. I knew full
1: well what an idiot I was being. Right. Getting in the car going, holy shit, I hope I don't get picked up and
0: tossed a couple of hundred kilometers. Yeah. Don't want to land in Oz. No, jeez. Land on a witch? (laughs) I'd feel horrible. That would be bad. Anyways, I just feel like, okay, they got everyone separated, so now they're all in danger, and we're going to have an episode or two of them having to deal with this massive storm and not having either safety in numbers or just you know being at home under a roof somewhere right so uh all right i mean that's most of the episode but we do need to talk about the storm itself a little bit and what we saw at the very beginning of the episode and somewhat uh close to the end there they set up this storm by showing us zombies being blown around like ragdolls in ragdolls made of like i don't know string or something um something very light as it as they were picked up by the wind and just blown around i thought that l- also looked and was just absolutely ridiculous
1: i don't know uh wind can uh you know pick things up and toss them Quite a distance and at quite some speeds. Not like that. Without warning. Not like that.
0: You can be knocked down by wind. You can be blown around by wind. But you need... You... You you just need wind so strong to to have somebody sitting on the ground and then be be yanked back or, or blown back like that, you could just see the, the rope pull the zombies back. Well, it's not necessarily wind either, right? It's air
1: pressure. It's a very, very low air pressure above and the higher air pressure below. I mean, that's where wind comes from, obviously. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, it. I didn't find it completely ridiculous. I, I thought that, uh, you know, under the right conditions, absolutely, tornadoes can pick shit up and throw
0: them. But we weren't looking right? at they a tornado. They pick up houses,
1: they pick up trucks, they pick up cars, they pick up people Look at uh, look at uh, Paw Kent in the, the most recent, <laughs> not the most recent, but
0: that Superman movie.
1: I think they picked Where Superman up... Superman didn't do a damn fucking thing to help his pod
0: not die. I just don't think that wind can blow a human body away like that, like that. It can knock you down, it can roll you along the ground, it can, you know, whatever, but I just don't think it can make you fly like that. At least not like normal storm winds, even strong storm winds. What we need, Jason, is a meteorologist who listens to comment on this and say, can a human being be standing there and then blown up into the air like that, like we were seeing? I don't think we need a Mythbusters episode. I bet you they did one on this. Oh, it's you might be right, actually. I don't know. We should look into that. But I thought it looked stupid and frankly was kind of stupid and they didn't need to do it like they didn't need to make us believe that a zombie could fly they needed to just have them being blown over and and roll down the street you know because zombies don't have very good dexterity and and uh coordination coordination is the word right so they they'll be easily blown off their feet whereas you know you and me being living people have better balance and could and can adjust a little bit and lean into the wind, right? right? So we don't yeah. blow away. Zombies don't do that.
1: Well, for the last 10, 15 years, I've been systematically reconfiguring and designing my body to be more stable onto the ground in case of high wind.
0: Uh, really? How have you been going about doing that?
1: I've been eating a lot of hamburgers, <laughs> Lowering <laughs> my center of gravity. <laughs> At least widening my center of gravity. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, spreading. I'm spreading myself out to make myself less... Uh, susceptible to high winds.
0: Okay, well, fair enough. So you're not going to be blown away. Uh, But I don't think zombies would be blown away either. Zombies don't
1: don't necessarily have any blood left, right? A lot of the weight of our bodies come from the fluids that we have, Uh, you know, the blood and water that we're all retaining. Zombies are basically husks, Right, they don't need blood, so the blood probably is either pooled in their legs and then eventually just kind of drains out, and all the water just kind of evaporates because they're not taking in more water necessarily. I mean, sure they're eating, but uh, I don't think they're digesting the food and, and properly distributing the uh, the fluids and and stuff. So zombies are probably pretty light, frankly. Well, I don't know. I mean, again, Look now at the, you know you've you've had dead animals on your property that you've had to pick up every now and again. Well, one, have you ever had to pick up a raccoon that was dead for like six weeks or something, or a
0: rabbit, or no? I luckily have not had to do that.
1: Older animals, as they 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 get lighter. Well, so I'm thinking, you know, zombies are pretty light.
0: Okay, fair enough. Maybe they're lighter, but now we need a doctor to chime in and tell us what percentage of your overall weight is, you know, on average, accounted for by liquids. Right, uh, so we need a meteorologist that used to be a medical doctor. Uh, write in, Write us an email. Right. Find out how much weight you would lose by losing most of the fluids in your body. And then based on that weight, could high winds of, say, 100 miles per hour blow you up into the air like that and you fly like a super zombie? I don't right. know. Okay. But I whether it's possible or not, I thought it looked bad on the show. And I still don't really know if I believe it. So... Uh, And then the zombies that were were slamming into the side of of the truck, it just looked like they had some people on a little deck off camera and they were jumping into the side of it. It didn't look like they were blowing through the air. So that bothered me, too. Well, they're not going to, you know, throw people onto a truck, right? They could have made it look better somehow. You know, you can you I can believe that Spider-Man is swinging through buildings in New York City. But I can't believe that a zombie is being blown by air and hitting the side of a big truck because it looks bad. I think that says something about you. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Anyways, any former... Or any meteorologist doctors out there, please let us know if there's any realism in any of these scenes because right. I'm and curious. I think we I think we need Spider-Man to weigh in now too. Sure. Spider-Man if you're out there. Um, right write, us, write us an email. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> or if you prefer Spider-Man. I don't know if you like Spider-Man all
0: you know, spelled out like that. Uh, maybe it's just Spider-Man or Superman. Yeah, I know. That's it. I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. All right. Um, that's my take on this episode. What I liked about it, I really liked. What I didn't like about it, I really didn't like. Uh, so I'm kind of middle of the road on this one. Overall, I think I'm more positive than negative, though. So, um, so that's good. Decent start to the second half of season four. And um, I really do think that the new showrunners are starting to put their touch on it and we're going to get more of this kind of thing going forward or it's just going to feel like 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 a whole new show yeah and uh you liked it more than i did i did i think all right very good okay um let's do a little bit of feedback from our listeners before we call it a night what do you think
1: i think good thoughts about that christopher listener feedback
0: all right we've got an email here from cindy in columbus ohio cindy says you know we finally got rid of that little trouble making shit carl who couldn't stay put to save his life only to get a female version of the little snot in charlie where is rick with his gun oh maybe someone will drop a house on her here's hoping <laughs> by the way flying tornado zombies fucking brilliant see I guess uh I guess maybe I'm the only one that didn't like it, but And I flew over Columbus, Ohio on my way here. Yeah. I saw it outside the plane. Looked down and you waved to Cindy as you flew by.
1: I'm like, look, that's Columbus, Ohio right there. It's exciting. I
0: did. I honestly did that when
1: I was looking flying in the plane because uh oddly enough the GPS was still working on my phone.
0: So uh You know you're supposed was- you're supposed to put that in airplane mode. Yeah, what a- yeah, I know. You don't? It Are you one of the dicks that I've doesn't switch your phone to airplane mode?
1: I forgot this time when I pulled it out and I'm like, oh, look, my map works. And then I put it in airplane mode. I think it
0: doesn't do anything. The plane's not going to forget where it's going. I know that. But, you know, I'm one of the people, kind of people that likes to follow the rules and they tell me to put my phone in airplane mode and I do. And when I see someone like as we're, you know, speeding up for takeoff and they got their phone out and they're like sending a text message to someone, I'm like, you're a jerk. The rest of us are, are here obeying the rules and doing what we're supposed to do, and you're just flagrantly disregarding them. Bothers me. Okay.
1: Were they sending a text or were they reading something that they, they downloaded before?
0: No, it's pretty obvious when you're sending a text. Yeah. Right? Everyone has an iPhone. You know what that interface looks like, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways. Um, uh, Columbus, Ohio. Yay! Hooray, Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> um, and not so hooray for Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think Charlie spoke a word in this episode. She almost did. Boy, howdy, she almost spoke a word. Almost. She licked her lips. She was ready to talk. But then she ran off instead, and she got John Dory in trouble. That's because somebody was trying to make her play Scrabble. I'd run, too. What a jerk. Uh, Jack on the internet writes, Yikes. You can tell the series has taken a huge step forward. It feels cleaner, more mature, and more well-developed. The characters are deeper, more complex, and fucking interesting now. The first few seasons, I would end each episode and think, okay, zombies, okay. But this show, wow, they gimpled the shit out of it, and it just—it it is just great now. I find Jack's email interesting here, because most of the time, when somebody says they gimpled it, lately, that means they really shit the bed. Or it's cert- at least a negative, right? Not a lot of people are very happy with Gimple these days. But after everything Jack says about how it's deeper, more complex, and interesting, all these nice things, and then he finishes with Gimple the shit out of it, I just think yeah. it's it's interesting. So clearly we have a, a, a Scott Gimple fan on our hands. Yeah.
1: And, you know, if we take all of these different meanings of Gimple into account, it's meaningless.
0: I guess. But, you know, you got to, there's a precedent for things. And the precedent so far has been gimpling something is not really that positive. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm with Jack. I think what they did character wise in this episode was really good. Um, I just wouldn't have used the word gimpled to describe it.
1: Well, remember, (laughs) folks, if uh, we continue to use that word, whatever meaning we assign to it, if we continue to use it, eventually they'll put it in the dictionary.
0: Well, let's keep her going. So they gimpled the shit out of it. Very good. Speaking of Scott Gimple, our friend Adam in Texas wrote, Scott Gimple is really making this show his own. Love the writing and the characters. I think it's fitting to let this show amp up the awesome, just as the main show feels like it's winding down. With Rick leaving, I cannot see The Walking Dead going for another year. Hell, the only thing that could save the main show would be for John Dory to join the cast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) well maybe everybody will go they'll just roll the whole cast into the main show and uh you know forget about this show altogether
0: so fear the walking dead has been renewed for season four i mean season five officially uh we're in season four so season five is a thing now i don't know what that means if if morgan leaves or if he doesn't or if morgan leaves and takes some people with him or whatnot i i don't know it it it's very confusing right now what's what's going to happen. So, um, John Dory moving from this show to the main show, uh, I think that would be a terrible idea frankly because he would be lost in the confusion and the abundance of characters on the main show and I don't want that. I want their to I want the, him to get more screen time frankly, not less.
1: Absolutely. I really don't think they should move John Dory to the main show.
0: No. Agreed. Um, so if, if Morgan does go, then uh, Morgan has to die on the way and John Dory can get lost not knowing where he's going. And then they start his own show about him being alone again.
1: <laughs> right. They can take Althea.
0: Yeah, that'd be all right. She's going. Apparently she's, she is the only one going with Morgan so far. Yeah, that's Okay. All right, uh, Ryan on the internet writes, John and June love seeing them together. I just hope they don't drag out any lame will they or won't they chemistry. I mean, how awesome would it be to have an episode centered around John and June going on a date, fighting off zombies, but the most awkward thing for them is finding an excuse to kiss? Aww. <laughs> covered
1: in gore <laughs> that's right
0: oh i think that would be great i mean a a, tr- a proper love story in the middle of the zombie apocalypse it's what we need yeah that's what so. we need and we'd all feel good about john finding love and finding love that's rec- reciprocated you know
1: yeah and june finding herself and becoming uh you know the true person that she's always wanted to be and that john dory loves her for that to be that person
0: 100 percent. i think that would be wonderful All right. A couple more here. Justin uh, from our Facebook page wrote, great episode. John Dory is a great character. I'm a committed Walking Dead fan, but this show has definitely stepped up their game. So there you go. That's good. And and finally, Heather, also from our Facebook page wrote, loved it. But I got to say, there were some awfully sunny scenes when it was pouring rain during the hurricane, particularly with John Dory and Strand in the car. With the sun glinting off the window while the rain came down. Ha ha.
1: I don't know. We had that in Toronto last week where it rained and it was sunny and then it rained some more and then it was raining while it was sunny. Uh,
0: We had that it's it can be very weird um i've had that experience here where if you get a rainstorm late in the day as the sun is just going down you can have rain clouds directly over you pouring rain but if the sun is like straight off on the western horizon it's actually beaming under the clouds at you from directly from the west so you get this rain shower effect and probably good rainbows and stuff so i've experienced that and i think it's a really neat effect a light a really neat lighting effect outside um but i did go back and watch some of the scenes with them in the in the car after i read heather's note here and it it does feel a little odd you can see a lot of sun shadows outside beyond the rain so you kind of know that they're probably in one of those prop cars being pulled by a truck that's full of camera equipment and probably a you know a big water tank with a hose just spraying water at the car to fake the rain so whatever i didn't notice it the first time and not that big a deal sure sounds like fun though it does driving a prop car and getting rained on
1: yeah being sprayed with a big hose and riding around driving around and looking like you're driving but not actually driving and all you're doing is talking yeah
0: that sounds sounds awesome you gotta act driving you gotta act drive basically oh i can't act drive. you can only real drive
1: I can only drive, drive. I can't act, drive.
0: (laughs) Well, that's why you're not paid the big bucks like John Dorff.
1: The problem is when I act, drive, I make
0: screeching sounds. (laughs) You know, and it just ruins the mood. Make engine noises with your mouth. Yeah. You know, shifting, (laughs) that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it gets even more fun than that. I'm sure it does.
0: That's a story for another time. It's play driving slash act driving. (laughs) Oh, that's my acting driving. Okay.
1: That's not play driving.
0: That's a different thing. All right.
1: That's something different.
0: Well, there you go. Thank you, everyone, for, for writing in and listening, letting us know what you thought. Um, and so overall, I would say a decent start to the second half of the season. I agree. All right. Uh, anything else, Jason, before we wrap it up here for the evening? I don't think so. No? All right. Well, have fun in the Lexington. Oh, yeah. And uh, say hi to everyone in Kentucky for me.
1: Everyone, Yeah. Every Come person on. you see. <laughs>
0: Man. Go. Cool.
1: Okay. Everyone I see, that's a different thing. All right. If I'm, if I'm close enough to say hi to somebody, I'll say hi. How about
0: that? All right. Fair enough. I mean, i it's not like I want you to like take out a giant billboard on the, on the side of the highway that says, Chris says hi and have I one of those. Start
1: going door to door.
0: One of those mechanical hands that just waves back and forth on the billboard like that. That's, that's a good idea. That's what you should get. Then, yeah. I, that's not me saying hi though. Well, you know what? Put our podcast logo on there and I'll forgive it (laughs) okay deal uh all right well hello everyone in kentucky um and uh, that's gonna do it for our podcast today thank you so much for tuning in if you would like to get in touch with us you can of course do so by visiting our website at talking dot com, clicking on send voicemail at the top and recording a message which will get sent directly to our inbox which is exciting and um you can also send email to talking at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the talking dead or on Twitter at twitter.com slash talking dead. Now I would like to use this opportunity and I'm maybe not maybe here isn't the right venue because people listening probably know, but I was going to say that this is maybe the right time to remind everyone that our Twitter handle has nothing to do with the amc show talking dead and if you do follow us on twitter you will probably notice that i do not really post to it at all anymore mostly because all of the uh traffic other sort of twitter mentions and likes we get on that account have to do with amc and or chris hardwick at this point um and with all of the news about chris hardwick lately Uh, it's taken an upswing in, you know, in recent times. So, um, yes, that is us on Twitter. Uh, but no, you know, tweeting at it will not get it to AMC or (laughs) have, you know, have your thoughts about Chris Hardwick be shared with them in any way. I'm sorry to say. I'm surprised that people still use Twitter. Oh God. A lot of people do, but there's been a, I think there's been a, a rash of Twitter quitting in the last little while due to some of their company policies and things like this going on. So, I don't know.
1: Don't they use other things? There's there's other services out there. There's, like, this Tinder thing. Don't they use that and instead? That's for the dating, isn't it? I don't know. That's for, for the dating. What about, uh, is there a, a live streaming thing now? I don't What's know. What's that called?
0: I, I have no idea. It's I don't these days. pay attention to it. I know what Twitter is. I know what Facebook is. I know what Instagram is. Um, And I know what... Uh, pinterest that's the thing pinterest my wife's on pinterest all the time i don't really know what that is i've heard of it i wish i could filter pinterest results out of my google searches to be honest sometimes that's all you get and it drives me bonkers anyways that's a conversation for some other time um that's it for the podcast everyone use one of those ways to contact us and of course we will be back next week when we're talking about fear the walking dead episode 10 which i imagine will entirely take place within the center of this hurricane and i'm sure it will have a title it will most likely have a title so if you don't want to hear my kid read the title again or maybe my other kid um or your you know, wife or my more my wife yeah um record the title and and send it in to us uh the easiest way to look that up is go to wikipedia and search for a list of fear the walking dead episodes and it'll tell you the titles i did that um earlier today and i noticed that one of the upcoming episodes is directed by lou diamond phillips seriously i'm not joking
1: that's his real name
0: <laughs> no shit <laughs> i'm just excited that that he's going to be doing that so uh anyways we've rambled a little bit too much here if you want to get your title read on the show um record that title into your phone and email it to talking dead podcast at gmail.com otherwise it's
1: not really his name his last name is Upchurch. Oh,
0: well, there you go. Now you've lied to everybody. Diamond is a real middle name, though. That's a cool middle name. Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Until next time, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Way to go, genius.